comes ahead on goal, and Jordan Morris has done it. Appealing in vain for offside, the Chicago Fire defenders. Jordan Morris from the doorstep saves the day for the Sounders. the other way. Look who's running hard after defensively. Wayne Rooney, the net is empty. Big collision by the captain. That is unbelievable effort. Rooney putting one up. Bacosta. The Stateside Soccer Show with Logan and Jordan. Hello and welcome to the Stateside Soccer Show. My name is Jordan Wiegand and with me today is the ever uh, the ever impressive and new San Jose Quakes coach, Logan Stump. Oh, no. Um, I think <laughs> I can do better than Matias Almeida. And I think, Jordan, we can be less toxic if we just go out there and just give it our best Ted Lasso impression that we can give it. <laughs> You're not going to try to a- angle for a national team job every summer? Actually, you know what? Um, no, because San Jose will probably fire me. Like, given my FIFA track record, like, they'll fire me <laughs> within, like, a couple of months at least. <laughs> They'll be like, you didn't have enough shirt sales. Get out of here. <laughs> like, dude, that's not even my problem. First place, first place won MLS Cup. Good job. But <laughs> we really had this important uh, board metric that you didn't pass, and yeah. you're out of here. Could you imagine, like, I, I like come on the show each week, and you have me on just interviewing. My, like, you have my little score, like, posted here. It's, like, red 53 or something. I'm like, oh, wonderful. <laughs> Matisse Almeida's must have been like like double dashes. Like we don't know. <laughs> yeah, it's crazy how long this lasted. By the way, I saw some people saying that like it's not his fault. Look, it it's everybody's fault, right? Like, I mean, he didn't help the cause. No. Uh, every summer he's talking about leaving. Every uh, his tactics weren't great. I don't care what anybody says. The the man marking or whatever they were doing wasn't working. Uh, so much so that Chris Leitch uh, or Leach actually said they, that you're going to see immediate changes tactically, like as soon as possible. So keep an eye on that. Uh, but Fabian Rankel, who was on the show before, friend of the show, he's where uh, he writes for Tectonic Takes and and uh, Area Sportsnet, um, SB Nation too. I forgot he he mm-hmm. was there, but. Uh, he reported that Jeffrey Carlisle and Robert Jonas and his own source says that the next head coach of the San Jose Earthquakes will be Alex Covello with Steve Ralston and Chris Wondolowski as assistants. So uh, we'll see how it goes. I, I think, look, I think when you put San Jose legends like that, like like Chris Wondolowski, right? And having them be part of the club, even in like this uh, managerial role, 
is, I think, a pretty good idea. Uh, Steve Ralston uh, was a uh, assistant, former player, not for San Jose, though, but he was also assistant during 2015 to 2018 and was the interim manager in 2018. So he's got some background, but he'll be an assistant. And I'm not so sure on Alex Govella now. He was also he was a former San Jose director of methodology. Maybe that's what he was doing up until then. That was in 2017. He got hired there. Well, their methodologies must suck. That's I guess mean, we'll see how it goes. He's got a UEFA A license, though. I see that, though. Yeah. He was an advisor uh, appointed in uh, February of this year. So he'll take over interim manager, I guess. I, I guess that's what I guess it'll be considered interim. It doesn't say, but uh, I'm not sure. You know who else also has UEFA license, A license? Pep Guardiola, Jurgen Klopp. That's yeah, they're all reason. they're all coming to San Jose. He was also it. the San Jose two manager. That's what else he was doing in, in yeah. February. That's what it was. Um, he's oh, he's only done three games because they just kicked off, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, one points per match. That's what was uh, what he's at there. He was an assistant manager in 2018 as well for uh, San Jose. One, I guess you would say. So, uh. Look, this is a, a tough time for San Jose fans, I'm sure. You know, Fabian points out how he, you know, Almeida kind of brought notoriety, right, to San Jose. You can argue mm-hmm. if it was good notoriety or bad notoriety. But he, brought he, something. <laughs> he seemed to like living there because he's a little bit more anonymous, right? Mm-hmm. And San Jose kind of wished he was more anonymous and got rid of him. <laughs> Oh, I think the San Jose fans are like turning us off right now. And they're sorry, some, part, some of our I biggest listeners. That as I was saying it. That was, I, thought, yeah. I just thought of that as I was saying it. But I, I think there's conflicted energy there, right? There like, I think some people are like, well, you know, he was good for us at first. He it was always, you know, we felt like something was going our way. And then it just never progressed. In fact, well, it did progress. It got progressively worse uh, as they went each season to the point where this year, right? They have uh, three points out of seven games, Logan. That's a point four three points per game uh, right there. If Even if uh, Covello just gets the one point per game he's averaging with San Jose 2, that puts them up to 12th place in the West, up two spots. It would, it would surpass Vancouver and SKC. So... They they could be going a little better, right? That that's kind of where we're at. And one point per game would actually be even with New England City and DC at this point. So that's kind of where we're sitting with with San Jose as it currently has three points in seven games, no wins. They have not won. They've had four losses and three draws. They've scored eleven and they've given up seventeen which is worse in the league, the worst in the league. And that's bad, but you know, you know, that's bad. Cause we've talked about how Miami <laughs> was shipping goals, but it uh, looks like San Jose has been the bigger culprit there. 
overall thoughts on the Almeida reign here and, and do you see this new manager bounce being effective and taking place as soon as possible with, which is what San Jose really needs. 102 matches with San Jose. He won 33. Um, yikes. Uh, that, that's not good. Uh, and you, you wonder how much of it is really like based how many on draws him. though? Because I, I, I do um, want to ask because uh, sometimes soccer is a tough winning percentage sport compared to other ones, but, but go ahead. I'll have to look up Almeida's, but um, if you want to look him up and then on transfer market. Um, okay. But yeah, I, I mean, with Almeida, I mean, it just it just seemed like, and you and I talk, texted this back and forth. You and I sent pictures back and forth of him on the bench, like screenshots. Like it was, it was part of the routine with FS1 or ESPN or even their own station was like, you know what, their coverage. Um, they would pan to Almeida and he was always sitting down like with his arms full. He did the old Frank Lampard kind of thing where he would just sit and just look so disgustingly at his players. It made you wonder, you know, one, do the players actually like him? You know, did it start to get to a point where it was toxic within the, the locker room, which I think it started to, like, I, I don't think they would let that out because there, there's so much going wrong in that, that sense. But you and I talked about this. I mean, you, you and I talked about the fact that he didn't seem interested in being there. He was linked to all these international clubs. There were multiple times where he was on radio stations where he says basically that his team sucks. And there's not much that we can do with this. I mean, look what I've been given kind of thing. And I hate that. It, it, it's just so skeezy and, and wrong. And, and I can't imagine him being an international coach. Could you imagine? I mean, you <laughs> if you go from whoever you have in place and then throw him in charge and he just destroys you for the next couple of years. Um, and then that ruins your World Cup chances because he's going to go to one of these South American clubs that I think uh, – have a good chance to get to the World Cup, and could you imagine if he screwed up your wall, your qualifying? We've seen what that does to a program, Jordan, here in the U.S. So I mean, it, it just seems like it screams like a toxic environment. Like he builds this toxic environment, and it's not like he didn't have stand-up guys in this locker room. Now, the new manager bump, I think they do have to get some because what you can't go any worse than this, right? Like I, you can't get any worse. So I, I think yes. And I think it'll be interesting to kind of see Wondolowski as an assistant too. Like I wonder how much they miss him in the locker room and bringing him back in with this new manager. I think it'll be interesting just to kind of see how far that takes them. But with Almeida's time here, it should have happened two years ago. I mean, to be honest with you. Do you know his average time spent at a club? I think I looked this up one time. Isn't it two years? Almost two and a half, 2.46. Yeah. He was here for about three, right? So he's he's right on cue. And actually, this is his second longest really? time at a club. So in 2011 to 2012, he was River Plate manager for 44 matches. Then he was Banfield's manager from 2013 to 2015 for 47 matches. Chivas, uh, Chivas, I almost said Chivas USA. They're long gone. Chivas uh, Guadalajara's manager from September 2015 to June 30th of 2018. That was 147 matches. Like you said, 103 matches with San Jose. All right, here we go. 33 wins. Doesn't sound too bad, but here's here's the kicker. 25 draws, 45 losses, 158 goals for 195 goals against. (laughs) That is kind of the damning 
part of Mati- uh, Matias Almeida's uh, record. I don't think MLS fits him, right? Talked about how his club's not giving him anything. And I do think the ownership needs to invest more money into this club. But we also know they have fun, exciting players. They have Jeremy Abobasi. They have mm-hmm. Kate Cowell. They mm-hmm. have, you know, uh, some of these players that we're looking at saying, hey, they got some young guys coming up. They have some exciting players, but they can't even be in a game most of the time. Like, they're, they're kind of like, they have some really bad results lately the 4-3 to Houston they were in the game right I guess they're always in it right but they'll either have had the lead or they'll give up a huge lead and have to try to claw their way back and they just don't have enough to get it done and that's kind of where we're we're sitting with uh, Matias Almeida who if you look at his trophy cabinet he's a Mexican champion he won a CONCACAF Champions League he's won two Mexican cups but you know, it just wasn't a good marriage for San Jose, I don't think. Uh, maybe this would work better if he had went somewhere like LAFC. Um, you know, I think he would have been given more resources. I think he probably would have been set up for better success and probably could have won some trophies. But it just didn't work that way. And I don't know where he goes next. I'm assuming he goes back to Mexico or he goes back to Argentina and he tries uh, his luck somewhere um, in a, outside of America. You were right about their, I mean, their roster's impressively young and good. I mean, they've got Usini Buda, who they uh, drafted in the Super Draft this year, who they think is going to be a top talent in this league. He's coming up, and he's going to be uh, 22 years old here soon. So, that, I mean, it, it. you've got him. You've got Tommy Thompson, who's played well. Uh, Eric Rometty, who's younger. You've got Christian. I mean, all these guys are 24, 25, 26, 27. Like, they're right in their primes or just getting to their primes. Jackson Ewell. Um, that's been part of the problem. They've been playing him at center back. He's not a center back. We've seen that, um, which is kind of crazy to think that they had him playing there. George, did you know he'd been skipping media availability? Like he just won't show up. Like they'll Who, expect, Yeah, they're like press conference and he won't show up. I didn't know up. that, but <laughs> it doesn't sound – you know what? I think I did see Fabian did post something, I think, last game, not the mm-hmm. game that they just did. Oh, that he didn't show that. up. Yeah. Where he said, like, uh, well, he was supposed to be here, but yeah. like, there's nothing here. And, you know, that's just kind of what they were at right now, right? Is that he didn't want to face, I guess, the press. He didn't want to a- answer questions because he felt like it probably wasn't on him to answer those because he felt like he was set up terribly. Mm-hmm. But we're looking at the roster and we think it's okay. It got Montero from the union, mm-hmm. you know, in the season here. They got. Uh, Marcinkowski is a pretty good goalkeeper. It hasn't been great though lately. Um, I think that has more to do with their system. They got Grey Goose from mm-hmm. Minnesota United, who we know Jack from Final Third really talks up. Grey Goose, he actually played pretty well at Minnesota. When you're looking at Abobasi, used to play pretty well at Portland. He got some goals recently, but when you have all these players where you're like, they were really good at their previous club, and then they're not it's not always going to be on the front office that some of it comes down to the coaching. Yeah. So, I mean, they got, they got a roster that they can build off of. They've got young, exciting players, probably one of the best one in Kate Cowell, who's the most exciting of them all. I think, um, I don't know. It's just, it's crazy to me that he coached this long and was not fired. Uh, Sam stay school just put out a tweet. That was pretty good for his column for the athletic. It says, 
a competent club would have made a decision on Almeida this winter. Sadly, San Jose earthquakes have not been competent in some time. Which is true in the sense of, look, they just brought in a new GM. Why are you forcing Almeida with him? Let the GM make his call. Let's move on. Almeida's been constantly... We talked about it with Fabian in the preview. Like, surely he can't keep being here, right? Because everybody is saying how bad of a marriage it is. But, you know, they were trying to, like I said last week, they were trying to stick it out for the kids to get out of high school. And uh, they couldn't make it that far. They got to middle school. And they're like, you know what? They're 13. The kids can handle it if we break up now. We're just not in love anymore. Yeah. Yeah. That's what it, the press sound. That's what the press or the press release sounds like. We're we're just not in love with him anymore. Yeah. Like it literally is like we, we like him still, but we just don't love him anymore. Well, imagine Logan that uh, if your wife was giving press conferences every time about how much she might go to some other na- nation to get a better guy <laughs> for so long because you weren't true. giving her enough. Yeah, and you all know, radio like, stations going, "Oh, he's awful." Yeah. Like they're just awful. It's kind of what it is like, you know. And then it gets back to the husband, and the husband's like, "Whoa, yeah." I guess Absolutely. I'll still try to stick it out because she's out of my league. But all, my, all the kids, right? All the kids. I'll try to stick it out because she's out of my league, and because we have the kids. But I don't know, man. It's kind of the vibe I'm getting from it, and that's uh, that's where they go. So he's gone. We can move on from this, and we can finally stop talking about it. Finally. Finally. So today, last time we're talking about Almeida, hopefully. Uh, let's switch over to some European uh, action, some Americans abroad. Um, Logan, you're a Manchester City fan. Did you catch the Manchester City-Liverpool FA Cup semifinal? I did um, for a little bit until it got ugly, and I turned it off because it made me sad in two ways. And too Zach Steffen yeah. started the game. Yeah. Just like the last FA Cup semifinal that he blew as well. Um, what was he doing, Logan? He gets this pass for I, it's not a great pass from John Stone, so I'll give him that much. No. But he's trying to beat Ederson. We just saw this mm-hmm. last week where Ederson had it like last yes. week against Liverpool, I think it was, had it on like the goal line and mm-hmm. gets rid of it. And then Stefan just taking his time and we saw this with the u.s team too where he's like they're passing it back to him and you get the whole like oh my goodness just get rid of it like what are we doing but we know pep doesn't really play that way but he's got to be better right yeah and again jordan i think a lot of it has to do with him just not playing like it, it, it it really comes down to that it comes down to not being in game speed type of matches where you're getting constant pressure. And I know it wasn't a great pass and I know the circumstances were different and I don't really think he sees, uh, I think it's Sadio Mane coming. I don't think he sees him coming. And so he kind of just lets off the gas a little bit. And by the time he notices he is coming and because Sadio is kind of a blur when he runs, it's like, Oh crap, he's on top of me. Let me just try to do something. And instead of doing something, he freaked out and panicked and he let the ball just sit. I mean, nine times out of 10, Jordan, all you have to do is, Hell, all he had to do is just kick it anywhere. Like, he could have kicked it anywhere. It would have gone somewhere and not to Sadio Mane to score. But he just lets Sadio, like, slide into him and put the ball into the net. It was scary, and it had flashes of, like, Jordan, it really had flashes of, like, I don't know what the hell I'm doing. Like, I'm so out of it that I don't know what to do. 
Like I, I'm just so not comfortable right now. And the, the, the decisions that I'm making, and I think a lot of it has to do with the struggles that he had against the, you know, in the last window with the States, like it, he wasn't catching balls in the air. He was coming out on balls. He shouldn't touch. He's not coming out on balls that he should go get. He's coming off the line early. Like there's so many bad things where, you know what, Jordan, Matt Turner, he doesn't make those mistakes. He just doesn't. His biggest thing is distribution, Matt Turner. And if that's the case, then I'd much rather live with the decisions that Matt Turner makes distributing the ball because at least he can get the ball out from underneath him, and he's a great shot stopper. Stefan's not a great shot stopper, so when his distribution is off, he's not he's not better than Matt Turner. There's no way. Unfortunately for the U.S. Men's National Team, I do think Greg thinks that Zach Stefan is currently and still is, no matter what he struggles to do, is still their number one, and I still think that's a big mistake. Yeah, uh, Pep came out kind of saying mm-hmm. like, oh, you know, he'll be fine type of thing. But it's partly, I think, because of the – oh, look, part of the way they play, right? Because when they play a certain way, he's probably going to get blasted if he just boots the ball, right? But also, it is a – the best way to kind of play out the back and all that is if you are in form, you know, I think you could be rusty coming on and being like, okay, how long do I hold it for? And goalkeeping is one of those where training with the top doesn't really matter. Like it can help you in training, but you got to get game time because you got to be able to read people. People in training are not going at game speed, right? Like, when they whip in practice corners and stuff, I'm sure it's not as intense as yeah. when it's a, during a game. And he's not getting enough of that action right now. And I think there were some stats. I tried to Google them. I couldn't find them, by the way. Some stats showing that in CONCACAF, Stefan was one of the worst goal stats-wise, shot-stopping, all that kind of stuff. And Matt Turner was one of the best. Mm-hmm. Uh, we haven't really talked about that. Chicago fans have talked about, and that's Gaga Slonina, right? Mm-hmm. Who is uh, what seventeen years old, yeah. turning turning eighteen this this year, next month, and he's try he's told people, "I'm trying to break the record for clean sheets." Like, that's some good confidence, and I think he is probably. Look, how many games have Chicago played? Seven. Mm-hmm. Seven. He's got five clean sheets. Yeah, and he just did it against the Galaxy again this weekend. Yeah. So he's got an 88.2 success rate mm-hmm. on saves. His distribution is – look, this is where I'll probably get lambasted, I guess, but I don't care about distribution as a goalkeeper. I know that's the way that Greg plays. I know that's the way that Pep plays. I know it's the way that everybody plays, but it's got to be a lot. We've talked about multiple times on here. Because that would have been a perfect time on Sunday. It got, you know, Sadio Mane coming, or Saturday, I guess. Sadio Mane, he get rid of it. <laughs> yeah. I'm not going to try to dribble or out-dribble, out-dribble that, you know, because it can lead to these mistakes. And uh, I think that just also he's not a great shot stopper. Then you look at Arsenal, where Turner's heading, might not be played. So at this point, if we have... Gaga here breaking records or getting a lot of clean sheets, then I don't care if he's 18. Start him at the World Cup. 
because I'm not comfortable with Stefan. Stefan's 27 years old. People say he's young. That's young for goalkeepers, I guess, a bit. Mm-hmm. But he's 27. He's not getting any better. Uh, he's talking about trying to get a loan, right? That's what we've heard, trying to get a loan out. But wherever he gets loaned out, he's got to make sure he's the number one. So and even then, even when he was in MLS, his shot-stopping numbers were not as good as Matt Turner. So I, I, I think we're over relying too much on his distribution. Cause even then, like in the U S games, he had some really bad, passes, some really off passes that um, didn't really give us anything. So I don't know. I, I think, uh, I think we're in some trouble goalkeeper wise. That's a new phenomenon. <laughs> uh, Logan is we've used to have, we went mm-hmm. from like, you know, Casey Keller to Brad Friedel to Tim Howard to, you know, um, yeah, really, Tim Howard is the last consistent one, but we had Brad Guzan for a while, and now it's up in the air. Yeah, I mean, Gaga is an interesting shout because, again, he's 17 going on 18. Um, <laughs> but you're right. Like, uh, I mean, at this point, I mean, Ethan Horvath, I know, is being thrown around because of how well he played. In, I think it was Gold Cup that he played for them. Um, and, yeah, but uh, he's not starting now either. No, no, but I mean that's the case with all of them. It's going to get to a point where Matt Turner is not going to be starting. Like, well, I think I don't know if he beats Aaron Ramsdale. That'd be great if he did. Um, but again, I, I'm concerned. I think he can, but I think it's uh, it's assumed that Arteta really likes Ramsdale, right? Yeah. So that you know, I don't know. Maybe Zach gets a loan and goes out to you know one of these smaller Premier League, Premier League teams, or maybe when one of these guys come up from the championship that he gets a chance with, with one of the championship teams. And maybe that's where he kind of turns that season around. Honestly, Jordan, if I'm, if I'm a U.S. men's national team fan, aren't you rooting for like a move to a lower Bundesliga team or a move to a championship team or a smaller premier? Like, aren't you rooting for more just game time and consistency? Because I still think, especially championship, you're going to get an onslaught of goals thrown at you. So like they're just, they're constantly shooting in in champions league uh, championships. So I think, uh, you know, I think throw him in there, like throw him in championship or throw him to, you know, La Liga or one of those. I think keepers, you don't need to be facing the best all the time. You know, I think like, I think as long as you're you're making good saves, Mm -hmm. your instincts are what we're looking at, you know, Mm -hmm. and you're going to make top saves against good players. You're going to make top saves against bad players if you, if your instincts are good, but. I don't know. Um, Another interesting U.S. Men's National Team note, it sounds like Matthew Hoppy is actually considering a move on a loan to Atlanta United, so that's yes. kind of cool. I love that. He needs to go somewhere to play. He's not playing. Right. He's not playing over there, so come back. Play for Atlanta United. It's a good team. Play with guys up top like they that. They need guys. They need guys. Yeah, they do. All right, uh, let's get in a little bit to the games here. We had Montreal. Well, first, uh, congratulations, Seattle Sounders, on a 1-1 draw. (laughs) That puts them through on a 4-2 aggregate. They're going to face Pumas on uh, the two-legged final uh, near the end of the month for the CONCACAF Champions League. So there we go little bit of a golf clap there. You probably couldn't hear it on the audio. You could probably see it on the <laughs> video. But then we had uh, Montreal face off against Vancouver, 2-1. to one. Uh, Then you had the San Jose-Nashville 2-2 result. 
Um, but for Montreal, Vancouver, we had Mahalovic in the first minute scoring and Kato, uh assisted by Mahalovic <laughs> uh, in the 47th minute. And then a um, then we had a Brian White goal in the 65th minute for Vancouver. But Mahalovic putting on maybe a MVP caliber season, Logan. Four goals to assist for Jordy Mahalovic. Uh, Mahalovic also, Jordan, throwing his name in there for some U.S. men's national team consideration because all yeah. there's always a midfielder hurt, so it doesn't matter like who it is. Georgie, I mean, Georgie is uh, unbelievably healthy and fit, knock on wood. Um, but again, man, I, I'm telling you, I like the way that he's played. I think Greg has a couple windows here to play with, right? Got uh, Nations League coming up where we're not playing some stiff competition. I think this is a great chance for Georgie to kind of step in. He played pretty well for the U.S. men's national team in that, I think it was the Olympic qualifying where he was playing. Um, played pretty well there. I love the way that he's playing with Montreal. Jordan, he's got Montreal back into the sixth spot, which is a playoff spot. And honestly, I mean, they, for a while there, they looked like a team that was on the on the verge of just not being good this year. They had year. a rough start. It was like three games that were against tough teams, though, too. They had Orlando and somebody else yeah. right off the start. Yep. So, I mean, getting him healthy, getting uh, Romel Kyoto, or sorry, getting him to play like that and getting Romel Kyoto healthy um, and playing, you know, not getting red cards all the time. Uh, and then you got Kai Kamara, who's played pretty well since coming over. Like, I don't know, like you got a good run of guys. I think their defense is really good. I think they got a great goalkeeper in Breza. Like, so, yeah, I mean, I'm loving the way that this team is trending right now. Yeah, trending is the right word. Uh Word trending with San Jose. We already talked about them, but a 2-2 result against Nashville. And guess what, Logan? Two goal scorers in this game and four goals. That's right. Uh, Hani Mukhtar scored twice in the 38th and 63rd minute and uh, Abobasi in the 52nd and 72nd minute. Um, so, again, Nashville's been on the road to start the season so far. Um, they had some good results in a row here, but, uh, they're up to eighth place or down to eighth place, I guess, in uh, 11 points out of seven games, all of them away from home, three wins, two draws, two losses. So not bad for Nashville. San Jose moved from two points to three points. We already talked enough about them, but anything about Nashville before we move on? Good to see Hani Mokhtar on the score sheet. Uh, like you and I have talked about for weeks and weeks, and uh, they need a goal scorer. I don't know where they find one, but if they're going to find it, and anybody that's going to be Hani Mokhtar and to, to grab two here, uh, really important going forward for Nashville just because their goals, while they never really give up goals, they also don't ever really score a ton. So uh, this is good to see, but it's still, I'm, I'm still kind of concerned that they're one of the best teams in the West right now, but still kind of concerned about, um, the issues are not the one of the best teams in the West, but like a team that we consider being one of the best teams of the West coming, you know, November, whenever it is that the playoffs are starting this year. But uh, again, I think one of the best teams in the West. And I think if you get Hani Mukhtar playing at MVP level, this turns into a top three team, right? Like, I think that's where we kind of see them. So, yeah, I agree. All right. Uh, then we had, a uh, three straight nil-nil results, Atlanta, Cincinnati, Ooh. Houston, Portland, Red Bulls, Dallas. So uh, not much to talk about there. We'll, we'll, 
we'll move Brad Guzan. Brad Guzan. Oh, yeah. He left yeah. injured, right? Yeah. Tore an Achilles. I don't know if that's actually been confirmed. I haven't seen any news on that today, but usually MLS mm-hmm. is not very clear on that crap. So I'm guessing that's still the case. Um, but it did sound like it was really bad. So non contact. Yeah, it didn't yeah. look good. You feel bad for him because, I mean, what is he, 38? Right? Oh, I don't even know if he's that old. Is he not that old? Maybe. <laughs> I don't know. I lose track of this stuff. He's a 37. So, ah, 37. so you're close. Close. I mean, I hate to say this, but like that could be the guy's career. Maybe. Which is sad because, I mean, I love Brad. I think, I mean, Orlando fans don't like Brad, but <laughs> Brad likes Brad. Um, and Atlanta likes Brad. Um, U.S. men's national team fans have some kind of soft spot for him, I guess. It's just too bad. You hate to see a guy. He was good for a bit. He just totally lost it at this point. Um, So even if he could make it back, it might be time to just hang it up and not have to worry about any future injuries. Alec Kahn was the goalkeeper for Cincinnati in that game. And he's a former (laughs) and he was playing pretty well. So that that had to be tough to watch. Um, But again, I don't don't know, Jordan. I mean, this this Atlanta team we're still kind of out on, right? I mean, it seems... They've just got injury after injury after injury. They're sitting fourth, but man, they're just, if I'm putting them in tiers, they're definitely not getting a tier one of an Eastern conference. Like they're definitely a tier two team at this point. I think they'll drop back down, but I I don't know. I mean, it depends if they get hoppy. I mean, maybe they can get hoppy. They can get sad. I mean, it really depends. Um, Yeah. The other two games were, eh. (laughs) let's get to, uh, let's get to your team. Hey, we got got a Slagle bagel. We do. Got a Slagle bagel. Uh, Orlando gave up zero goals, but then Schlegel also scores a bagel into his own net, uh, 37th minute, not into his own net, against the other team's net. 37th yeah. minute, Schlegel scores his first MLS goal, by the way. And then uh, uh, Urkan Kara gets a goal as well in the 51st minute, and they beat the crew 2 nothing. That second goal was the very beautiful one, wasn't it? Mm-hmm. Yes. It's like a pinball machine watching it bounce around in there. What'd you call it? You called it a uh, ticky tacky, right? I don't think call I called it? it anything. I don't remember what you called it. Yeah. You called it something either when I was texting you or you were tweeting. I don't remember. Um, but yeah. Oh, Facundo Torres had two assists. He made MLS team of the week. Uh, Facundo looking like he's going to be that DP that we always needed. And Eric on Cara or Erchan as they call him um, playing extremely well so far coming over for Orlando city. So, I mean, man, I'm, I'm loving where Orlando is currently. And at this spot, the union dropped some points. So we were able to kind of gain some ground and some points that we had dropped earlier, uh, which is always a good sign. Um, when we lost that game to LAFC, it looked so good to end the season. Pato's looked great when he's played. Um, and I, I, I do like where we are, except, you know, I've always got that thing in the back of my head where that defense is going to be concerned. Um, but so far, so good with the the Schlegel. Uh, he was cool. At that I don't know if you saw that short, but on his shirt he had his dad who passed from COVID on his shirt, um, which was wild. Like this was Not the game that he chose to wear it, and yeah, he had his dad's picture on it and scored. So pretty cool moment. That that is interesting. It's like how do you know that to wear it that that right. Day? You're like just hoping he's probably wearing it every day. Like, God, I hope I score a goal. <laughs> <laughs> right. Please, please. Uh, Jordan, I do want to ask you like, 
Are you concerned as a crew fan? That's three losses straight. Well, I'm not a crew fan, so I'm not concerned. As but if I was fan, a crew fan, Jordan, they are would I be concerned? Columbus crew. We're going to do what the John Boy and them do when they always say that, Jake, they're your crew fan. Like, yeah, you're, yeah. They're oh, yeah. your I'm crew a, team. Yeah, yeah I'm my a crew. secret crew fan. Um, no, I'm, I, well, yes, I would be concerned if I am a crew fan, but I'm not a crew fan, so I'm not concerned. No but goals yes, in the last three. Yeah, I got a one goal differential right now, 10 goal, nine given up. Um, they haven't been great. I mean, at home, they've had at least two wins and what? Uh, uh, they two lost, draws? They lost two at home. Well, your guys' game was at home against Philly, right? It was in Philly, yeah. Yeah. So they've lost two straight at home as well. Well, no, I don't think they've lost at home. Was this game at home? Yeah, this game was at home. Okay, I'm trying to figure out how they have – MLS has, what, win, loss, draw instead of win, draw, loss, I guess, right? Oh, uh, I'm guessing – okay, yeah, because I'm looking at B-Rep and I can click – like I can just hover over the boxes and it tells me. Oh, yeah, I'm looking at their home and away form and that's confusing me. But, yeah, not great. Not great. Uh, I mean, they're only two points from bottom. I mean, amazingly, mm-hmm. we'll talk about DC Knight later, but DC Knight going mm-hmm. all the way to the bottom of the East. Yep. I don't know. Out of nowhere. Um, let's talk New England, Charlotte, Buxka, uh, Buxka, uh, Buxa, and Polster scoring in the 8th and 72nd minute, and Ortiz scoring for Charlotte in the 85th. Uh, so Charlotte actually outpossessed them, but we're out shop. I mean, if you look back at the game, like beside, I guess besides the, I don't know, like the shots on goal were favored Charlotte too. Like I, I thought they looked more threatening. I don't, I don't know. Like the Revs off coming off fourth straight lot. Like this wasn't like decisive. Like it was like, oh yeah, this is this is the win we needed. This was more of like, oh, we shook one out and got a win there late. So um, still a negative goal differential. Yeah. Negative three. Um, yeah, two wins, two losses at home, two losses on the road on a draw. I mean, Books is back, so that's been good, I guess. Like he's got five matches now under his belt, and he scored finally. So. They're one point from the bottom, but they're three points from a playoff spot. The East is tight right now. It's going to be pretty wild season, I think. Uh, so they're still in it, right? I mean, that's yeah. the, that's the thing. They yeah. got the three points. They're still within the hunt, or else they would actually be bottom below DC United. So they needed the win. If they're in the West Conference, they would be also in 11th. So, oh, there you go. Interesting factoid. All right, TFC beat Union. This ends the Union's unbeaten streak. Union took the lead in the 34th minute through Carranza, and then Jimenez in the 39th minute, and Pozuelo, if I can talk, in the 51st. He did a nice little dribble throughout the box uh, to be able to score. Union also had another goal that was called off sides. Um, The guy never actually touched it, but they're saying he blocked the vision of the ball, which I could see, I guess. But... The main thing was that there was actually a pretty rough tackle on Kai Wagner that uh, should have been a red card. And when I mean should have, his 
cleat is up this much mm -hmm. going into the knee of Kai Wagner and they don't even review it. And that is what I find amazing. If they had reviewed it and came back and said yellow, I'd be like, well, whatever. At least they reviewed it. Yeah. But the fact that they didn't even review it means that they thought, because I saw it right away on the replay with how high the studs were. I said, that's gotta be a rip. Mm -hmm. And I see people that are not just union fans saying that too. So I know I'm not being biased here, but um, that hurt them. Uh, I think at that point they were up one, nothing, or it was nil, nil. And, you know, if that game goes down to 10 for TFC, it's going to be a tougher time for them to win the game. So uh, there you go. That's, I guess, the home field advantage of having the calls go your way for TFC. But I, I saw that the, what, MLS power rankings already dropped the union yeah, from first place? What is yeah. that about? <laughs> Jordan, they, I mean, when you don't talk about them enough, you probably think that they're the worst team. They're like, oh, man, they must have just been lucky when you don't look over their direction. Same amount of game, yeah. same exact record as LAFC, same home record and everything. LAFC just has a better goal differential. I mean, I, I don't understand like how you can be the last undefeated team and as soon as you lose, sorry. And you were in first place for a week. And they played the second hottest team in the Eastern Conference in Toronto. Only yeah. they and Montreal have 10 points in the last 12 games. So like yeah i didn't see those power rankings is that true is that like how far did they put them i don't know i got a notification before well, we jumped on here that said unions time at the top short-lived i mean espns are out i don't know so maybe it's espns i don't know is this week six i don't know when is this no sorry that would have been next week no i don't see mls's yet ESPNs, yes, did drop them. There you go. So it must have been ESPN. Yeah, so it was ESPNs. Yeah, it's a, yeah, that's the title of their article. LAFC is currently sitting at the top of their power rankings, which doesn't – that doesn't add I get, up. I because guess LAFC it, won? I guess. And their, their goal differential is better. I, I guess whatever. <sighs> But to go from the last team that was undefeated to immediately dropping out of the first place of the uh, power ranking is pretty crazy. Power rankings suck. We stopped doing the power ranking we show did. on here because it was it. just it was too much. Yeah. It, it sucked. You're like living too much in the moment at that time. Mm -hmm. You don't know like, you know... Just look at the standings. There's your power rankings. Uh, DC United hosted Austin... FC. Um, Ola Kamara is going to score two goals in the first half, 26th and 40th minute. He's going to get a second yellow card in the 45th plus seven. <laughs> uh, then Austin is going to score three goals in the 80 plus minute. Uh, Hosen scoring in the 80th, Jerusi in the 85th, and G Gabrielson in the 90th to give Austin a road victory. If people didn't see this game, my dad had a tough time with it. My dad knew it was coming. And it's because Kamara scores his first goal, takes off his shirt, and then is going to get a second yellow because that's always an automatic yellow. It's going to mm -hmm. get a second yellow later on. That's stupid. Yeah. You Well, one... 
let's stop taking our shirt off for goal celebrations, especially when the goal is within the first 26 minutes. Mm-hmm. Even the first half. The only time it's really acceptable is like like 80 plus minute. It's been, you're scoring a game winner or a game equalizer that you're like, yeah, I'm celebrating. Like, that's fine. Cause you're also probably going to be able to last another 10 minutes without getting a, a second yellow card. But when it comes to, you know, scoring in the first 26 minutes, taking off your shirt and then having to know that the rest of the game, you have to be on eggshells sucks. Yeah. And also at that point, it's only 26 minutes in anything can happen. Like for me, the shirt celebration thing is like last gaps goal, Newcastle scoring against Leicester in the 95th minute. That's the type of thing where you're like, yeah, not, um, you know, not 26 minute. <laughs> and then getting a red card for it and then letting the other team back into the game. So, uh, I don't know. We thought Lasada was doing well last year. They, they started off okay this year, but now they're all the way back in the bottom. What do you think of DC United? Yeah, I mean, just throw up the the throw up our predictions. You and I didn't think they were going to be this bad, right? I mean, you got I got them tenth, you got them ninth. We thought, you know, the Aranon Lasada effect was going to be uh, good in its sophomore season, and it started out that way. I thought we, you know, we were kind of consistent with what was going on, but now, I mean, if you look at it, Ola Kamara's got four goals. Jordan behind that is Michael Estrado too. I think we knew this going in. You and I talked about this they lost Paul Ariola and you, you lose a guy like that. And it's like, okay, you lose Paul Ariola, who's been a staple in this attack. And if Ola Kamara regresses any, this team could be why we have them ninth and 10th, right? It's why we thought that they could miss the playoffs. Could be, could be too, why they were looking to shop them. Right. I mean, yeah, maybe there's a whole like, bunch when you get a yellow card in the 27th minute yeah, and you're going to get a second yellow. That, and I think also maybe, Jordan, why D.C. United took as much money as they did from the Polyriola deal. Like, maybe they think, let's reinvest this thing because it's it's maybe a little, maybe the underlying numbers had it to, like, we played a lot better than what we maybe expect to play this year. And, like, right now, I mean, it kind of looks that way. Their defense has been really solid, though. Like, seven, or sorry, eight goals given up. I mean, that's pretty good in the league. Uh, that's up there with some of the top defenses. So, it's like, you know at least they're doing something right. Aaron on Lasada at least has that organization. So I think that might tell you a little bit of how this team's structured. They just don't score enough goals. And that's not an Aaron on Lasada thing. I don't think, I think that's more of just the personnel he has. He doesn't really have goal scorers. So maybe that's all right. Yeah. Sorry. I was going to say, let's talk Austin. Yeah. yeah they they come back from yeah. two nil down. We had them 13th place. They're sitting second right now, Logan <laughs> in the West. This yeah. is longer. I think than they were doing well last year really turned it around all oh, the yeah. wolf out people are looking a little silly right now they got 14 points in seven games that's averaging two points per game they've scored 17 and given up seven that's tied with the same amount of goals for and goals against and goal differential with the top team lafc yeah i mean cecilio dominguez thing still up in the air don't know what's going on with that that's still pretty big i think sebastian jerusi though jordan has been absolutely phenomenal He's got five goals, so he's tied with the Golden Boot leaders. Um, there's a bunch of guys in that five. Jordan, if you look at the list, did you see the list? It's a bunch of American young kids, and like uh, uh, it's a uh, Chicharito, who's a Mexican, and then you've got um, I think Jerusi, and it's all like Latin American and, and, and Vasquez. American players. So Brandon Vasquez yeah. is up there, right? right? Brandon Vasquez, Jeremy Abobasi, uh 
I want to say Jesus Ferreira. Yes. Um, So you've got a bunch of the American kids uh, absolutely lightening it up over here. But Sebastian Jerusi, five goals. Uh, Iruri's got two goals. Uh, Cecilia Dominguez is a big miss, though, Jordan. I mean, that's where I'm concerned. Like, I don't think they're a top four team. They're not a home playoff team without Cecilia. That's I'm calling that. But I do think, like you said, this is a totally different team, and this is probably why Austin was excited about getting a team. Jordan, I think they've, they've, they've finally arrived, and I think they become a force in the West, which, you know, I think the West is missing some of those because I don't think the Rapids are as good. I don't think RSL is as good. Um, so I think you're, you're seeing a Austin team take advantage. Jordan, it's funny. Uh, Austin, FC Dallas, and Houston are all in the playoff hunt, and I have them – uh, 12, 13, and 14 of my predictions. Uh, so that's fun. That's fun. I'm happy for them, though, aren't you? Like, aren't you happy to yeah. see them playing well? Yeah. You know, I'm sure after a long day filming movies and everything, Matthew McConaughey comes <laughs> home. He looks at the standings. He says, Well, all right, all right, all right. Second place pretty good <laughs> um but yeah it is good and, and when we look at the standings too uh well all of the all, I, i'd seen the stat we've talked about it last week too how a lot of these teams that were out of the playoffs last year mm-hmm. are in the hunt right now lafc missed the playoffs last year their first place austin missed the playoffs their second la galaxy missed the playoffs their 13 uh third place with 13 points dallas missed the playoffs right mm-hmm 12 points, fourth place. Houston missed the playoffs. Fifth, fifth, uh, fifth place, 12 points. And then RSL and Minnesota made the playoffs, and they're in seventh. Like, that's pretty nuts. Also, Max Giroudi has been really good for, for Austin this year, too. Mm-hmm. And it just seems like Thomas Pochettino is really just kind of taking up a spot that wasn't great, didn't really work with Wolf's system, and since then they've been able to uh, kind of blossom without Pochettino. Yeah. Unlike Tottenham Hotspur without Pochettino. All right, let's go get Minnesota, Colorado. Uh, talking about the final third once again. Jack was at this game, by the way. Debassi scoring in the 42nd minute. Rubio tying it up in the 45th. Then Robin Lawd in the 77th. And Don Lottie in the 79th. Give Minnesota a much-needed victory. Like I said, that puts them into seventh. seventh place. They were outside of the playoffs last time. I think Nashville was in a playoff spot last time. I believe. Because it was like every team except for one that made the playoffs, mm-hmm. you know, w- was in the spot. And then like right. Nashville and all the teams that had missed the playoffs were in were in the playoff spots. So uh, good for Minnesota. Possession equaled pretty even. Shots were actually pretty even with Rapids having more shots and more shots on goal. But Minnesota get what they need at home. Three points. Rapids, by the way, they're the Western champions. Sit 10th with eight points. Not good. Negative two goal differential. Anything to add to those teams? Um. Uh, pump the brakes, Minnesota. Uh, I mean, I know there's a lot of teams that are outside looking in in the playoffs that we expect to be in the playoffs. Uh, unfortunately, 
like right now, if I'm picking out of these teams, I do think Minnesota's the, two, the weaker one out because I think if you look at their goal differential, Jordan, they've scored only eight goals. And the reason why they are, they have been so good is their defense has been stout. So it's, that's where I'm, I'm still kind of concerned. They got three goals in this game, so that helped. Um, if not, it'd have been five and what, five and six. Like, I mean, yikes. Like, it's not, it's not like it's a well-oiled machine. Like, if you, I think if you look at the numbers, like in the last five games, they've had three wins and two losses, and you're like, oh, that's that's pretty solid. But if you really do look down deep, it's one win, or it's one goal against the Red Bull on March 13th, one goal win against San Jose on the 19th. They then uh, only score one goal against Seattle, uh, don't score against Austin last week, and then have this kind of breakout. But I don't think they're, they're not, I don't know, they're kind of like a six and seven playoff team right now. And that's kind of the way that they've been falling into that place. So, Let's talk disappointment. Seattle loses to Miami yeah. 1 nothing. Lumen Field with a Robinson goal in the 41st minute. Seattle dominate possession, dominate shots 20 to 9. Couldn't get it going. But I pitched this to you, Logan. If they become the first MLS team to win CONCACAF Champions League and miss the playoffs, is it worth it? Absolutely. Yes, it definitely is. Absolutely. Yeah, miss the playoffs. Yeah, miss the playoffs. Play. I mean, look, look. Rest up. Yeah, Yeah, rest up your guys. They're going to be going to the World Cup, so miss the playoffs, right? So you're going to play. All right, look at. Just picture this, Jordan. Flash forward here, right? When does this take place? Summer, August, something like that. September. What the 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 final? No, the World Club World Cup. Oh, Club World Cup. Oh, I think it's right after the World Cup. Okay. So anyway, picture this, Jordan. Seattle playing against Real Madrid, Man City, Liverpool, or who well, it won't be Real Madrid, right? They're knocked. Out. Oh no, they're still no, in Real's with City. Uh, Benfica, yeah. no, no, Benfica got knocked out. Who's uh, who's with Liverpool? It's another Spanish team, Villarreal. Thank right? you. There you go. Imagine, like it'll probably be what Liverpool. It'll probably be Liverpool, City, or Real. So like. Could you imagine playing one of those big three, like Seattle running out against Real Madrid or Manchester City with Erling Haaland at the tote, right? Or uh, Liverpool and Sadio Mane and Jurgen Klopp as Jurgen's getting ready to prepare himself for another U.S. men's national team run as he's coaching the U.S. men's national team, right? So (laughs) one can dream. But again, like I just picture this, like I just picture – like Nico Ladero and them running it out there against freaking like Sadio Mane, Mo Salah against Liverpool and Dubai or wherever they're playing it. So that'd be sweet. So Pumas uh, hosts the game on at 10:30 on the 27th of April. That's a Wednesday against the Sounders, and then Sounders host on Wednesday, May 4th, at 10 o'clock against Pumas. So I've watched Pumas play, Jordan, and they're beatable. Like. They're, they're the yeah, they're team not as good wanted. as Cruz Azul, yeah, so I'll take it. Yeah. So, again, and Pumas has struggled some lately. So it's, the it's year. Yeah. Could this be the year? Or will we end up? It's over. We are screwed. <laughs> I was always trying to find a way to use that it's uh, good. throughout Every episode. the episode. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's a good spot. Uh, well, you know, a team that uh, is not screwed, I guess, is Miami. They got the they got the points, right? Mm-hmm. They got three points. They get out of 
They're in 13th. DC falls underneath of them, but they still have a negative eight goal differential. It's pretty brutal there, but um, good win for Miami. They, it was actually their first win in the Pacific time zone, I think they said, by the way. Wow. Was it really? Yeah. Huh. They hadn't played a lot there because of COVID and stuff. Yeah. You know, they, had, they had the that's, regional yeah, seasons, but I think they had had like three or four games. Uh, NYCFC crushed RSL, by the way. Castellanos gets four goals in the ninth, the 40th, the 57th, and the 80th. Two of those were penalties. Tiago Andrade in the 15th and 55th minute. Uh, RSL was doing a little bit of uh, trolling before the game. You know, zooming in on the MLS Cup banner, saying, I found it, right? And then this is a baseball stadium, blah, blah, blah. When they scored their sixth goal, they tweeted out, it's definitely the baseball stadium. <laughs> and I thought that was funny, but um, I- I'm sure the fans of RSL were not not laughing at this. NYCFC fans, though, finally got some results out of their team and scoring some goals. That was only their second win of the season, both of those coming at home. Uh, so maybe it is the baseball effect. Um, but... Um, yeah, I mean, I guess at least a Yankee-owned team won this weekend, I guess. Uh, <laughs> Erling Haaland. Yes, is he, what, is he going to NYCFC? <laughs> he is, yeah. Uh, Tatianos, or Tatianos, I'm going to call him Tatianos for now. Uh, Tatianos <laughs> has not been great. Jordan, did you know that this is Tati's first game in which he scored, and he scored four goals? That's fascinating. Yeah, yeah, he hadn't scored. He scored yeah. some Champions League goals, I know. It's like, yeah, I need to get yeah. back in there in that golden boot race. <laughs> Let me just grab four. Yeah, it is. Uh, you know, they actually put on a pretty good fight against Seattle, too, mm-hmm. um, for the second leg. They've looked a lot better. Yeah, they looked a lot better in the last couple of weeks, which now that they're out of, of CONCACAF Champions League, I think, it's trouble for the East. Like this is still a really freaking good team. They just need to get their center back pairing fixed. Last game of the week, LAFC beat SKC at Bank of California Stadium. Arango in the forty fourth minute to Jury Shradi with an amazing goal, by the way, in the seventieth. Uh, Safuentes in the seventy eighth minute, and Palacios had an own goal in the thirty eighth minute. So SKC actually had a lead here. They're going to blow it. They're in a rough spot. Uh, I guess everybody saw this coming but us. Um, everybody had them pretty low mm-hmm. for the season, and we're, like, stupidly putting them second and third. Yeah, but, but don't they doubt Vermees, like, right? I can't doubt him. No, I've yeah. seen it before. I've I've doubted him before, and he's shown me up. Hmm. Maybe I'm too biased in that sense. Then. Maybe I'm like, they're always good. They're going to always be good, and it backfired on me. One of the biggest problems, obviously, the goals allowed is a problem, but one of the biggest problems they're having is it's just not getting goals. And Alan Polito not being there, Daniel Shallowy not playing like he did last year, and, and Johnny Russell not, you know, he's up to an age. Like it, you and I talked about this. They needed Daniel Shallowy and Johnny Russell to play as well as they did last year for them to be a top team in the West. We weren't thinking it would be like one of the worst teams in the league right now. Um, so, I mean, that's kind of the issues that they've been having. Um, but again, but again, Jordan, we say it and we'll say it again. Do not doubt Peter Vermees. Don't do it. Don't do it. I don't, I'm not convinced that they end up outside of this really, you know, kind of tough division in the West, I guess. I don't know. I don't know. 
Well, there it is. Those are the games that took place over the weekend. But let's go ahead and take a look at what is to come this week. It's time for the Match of the Week preview. All right. Match of the Week preview. We got some U.S. Open Cup games taking place on Tuesday and Wednesday. Tuesday at 7 o'clock, Cincinnati versus Pittsburgh. I'm going to be rooting for Cincinnati here, I guess, because Pittsburgh knocked out my Bobcats, so I'm going to have to go with Cincy here. <laughs> 7 o'clock, Flower City versus yeah, D.C. Yeah. United. So that's pretty fun. Miami FC versus Miami at 7 o'clock. Detroit is at 7.30 against Columbus. That sounds like a fun one. 8 o'clock, Chicago versus Omaha. Chicago Fire, by the way. All right, Dallas, uh, FC Dallas versus Tulsa at 8.30. Houston versus uh, the Rio Grande Valley Toro um, at 8.30. LA Galaxy versus Landon Donovan, San Diego Loyal at 10.30. That sounds fun. San Jose at 10.30 against Bay Cities. Then on Wednesday, on 420, you have Rochester, New York, FC versus FC Motown. Greenville versus Charlotte at 7 o'clock. 7 o'clock, Hartford Athletic versus New York Red Bull. Forward, Madison versus Minnesota, the Battle of the Birds. There you go, because Madison uses the Flamingo. So you got, like, the Flamingo versus the Loon. Are you sure it's not called the, like, the... Like the Minnesota Milwaukee rivalry or something stupid, like Fox Sports would say. Uh, no, it's called Battle Dang. of the Birds. Dang. Orlando City versus Tampa Bay Rowdies. Now that's Battle of the Bay, isn't that what they call it over there? I have no idea what they call that. It sounds stupid though. <laughs> Battle of the theme parks. Um, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Atlanta versus Chattanooga at seven thirty. Louisville versus St. Louis City two at seven thirty. San Antonio versus Austin at 9. RSL versus Northern Colorado at 9.30. And LAFC versus Orange County at 10.30. Uh, a lot of those should be on ESPN Plus through the YouTube channels. Check those out. Saturday, we have got Dallas versus Houston at 3 o'clock. That's the Univision TUDN Twitter game. Philly versus Montreal at 3 o'clock as well. If you don't want to watch on Twitter Univision, you can watch... Philadelphia versus Montreal on ESPN Plus. Minnesota versus Chicago at five on big ESPN. That's a weird matchup to put on ESPN. That's good. I like when we get weird ones. Uh DC versus New England Revs at 730. Austin versus Vancouver at 830. SKC versus Columbus at 8:30. Colorado versus Charlotte at 9. Portland and RSL at 10. San Jose Seattle at 10. 1030 is LA Galaxy versus Nashville. That should be fun. Mm-hmm. Sunday, we got Miami versus Atlanta at 1 o'clock. That's on ESPN. Orlando, New York, Red Bull at 3.30 on ESPN. Cincinnati versus LAFC at 5 o'clock on FS1. And then NYCFC versus Toronto at 5 o'clock on ESPN+. Guess where they're playing, Logan? Who? Uh, NYCFC? Yeah. Red Bull? No. Where? City Field. Are they freaking serious? Is that like a promotional thing? Is that like, uh, look where we get to play? So, no, yeah. it was one of those where, oops, 
we play in a baseball stadium and we can't book Red Bull Arena and we also can't book Yankee Stadium, so we're gonna have to play at City Field. So that's so embarrassing. <laughs> it is. Uh, but you know what? They can say that they're playing in the home of the leaders of the NL East. There you go. The only team above 500 in the, in the NL East. I can't wait for Max Scherzer to throw a no-hitter against <laughs> Toronto. That'll be fun. Toronto is really confused. They're like, wait a minute. Were we supposed to bring the Blue Jays here? We're really lost right now. <laughs> F there with uh, Mike. going to hit home runs with his foot. Yeah. It'll be fun. I, w- I would love to see soccer players play kickball. I, w- I want to see how that goes. That'd be fun. Yeah. Like baseball, baseball pitchers are the ones pitching the kickball, and soccer are the ones in kicking. Mm. That could be fun. That would be fun. Well, once we're famous, we can like maybe put that together for something. Yeah. First state side. Jordan, which, uh, which game are you looking forward to? Which, what's your game? I want to do uh, you go first this time. What is your. Cool. Why did I not expect this question? I know, right? Because um, I must be shell- selfish, shellfish. What am I looking forward to? I think I'm going to go with the uh, LA Nashville, LA Galaxy Nashville. I'm going to be boring and probably say that one. Okay. I mean, I, I'm not homing it here, but I think the Orlando City game and, and Red Bull game has a chance to be really good. I, that's two pretty strong defenses going at one another. Um, second and third in the East. So that'll be a, a lot of fun. Um, and, I, you know, I, it'll be fun going to, uh, uh, well, Red Bull coming here. Why is Red Bull Stadium then not not available if it's an Exploria? I don't know. But I remember they announced this at the beginning of the year that they were going to have to play might be renovations at, or something at City right. Field or something. Maybe they just didn't want NYCFC or NYCFC taking, you know. It might be that. Like get away from my stadium. Well, Red Bull are they hosting? No, we're no. We're... They're not even hosting the. Yeah. No, they're not even hosting the uh, Hartford game. That's weird. Or U.S. Open Cup. So yeah, I thought maybe there'd be like, well, if there's a days in between, maybe they didn't want them there. But they're also oh, on the road. They're sorry. also on the road at Soldier Field. You know what it is? The Mets are playing there. <laughs> the Mets are playing <laughs> Red Bull Arena. Okay. <laughs> That's, that was my that's joke. A you good get another joke. You get another joke. That's a good note to go out on. Uh, okay, so that is our show for the week. I guess did we forget anything? I don't think so. No, I kind of reduce. No, I think we touched on everything. I think this was probably the smoothest show we've had so far. That's saying great. something. Yeah. Especially because I don't even know what this league is. What league is this? Major League Baseball. Oh, okay, yeah. We were just talking. I was really confused. We were talking Mets. City Field. People are listening to us going. Yankee Stadium. Yeah, they probably skipped ahead and they're like, Mets. Like, is this what kind of crap they're going to write in the reviews? They talk about the Mets too much. Yeah. Phillies fan. Hey, I would love to see Buck Showalter coach some of these uh, MLS teams. Yeah. If only we had a podcast that covered baseball. If only. Extra innings baseball show. Check that out. Who does that show? That's cool. If you're on the if you're on the video feed, Whoa. you saw that changeover. You can follow that show here. Extra innings baseball show on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Uh yeah, so we Logan and I do that show. We talk some base 
been a fun week. Got to talk about Sean Murphy's buns. We got to talk about a lot of fun stuff. So if you want to check that out, you can check it out there. I'll put it in the show notes, I guess, since we talked so much City Field Mets on this one. <laughs> Even though that's not either of our teams. But you can check that out. You can check out Logan and I just talked about Moon Knight. Episode 2. I just talked with Jack from the final third for Moon Knight Episode 3. So if you'd like to do that, that's the Infinity Saga to the Infinity Saga and Beyond Marvel podcast we have on Logjam Media. So you can check that out too. Thor trailer just came out, so I'll probably have a reaction to that sometime in the next couple days. But yeah, so that about wraps us up. If you want to follow this show though, which maybe you do it's on twitter at stateside show facebook.com slash stateside show or instagram at stateside show or you can even email us and let us know how awful we are at stateside uh stateside show at gmail.com uh, you can also leave us a review on itunes we might be doing some giveaways soon maybe keep an eye out for that but uh in the meantime that is about it uh i just messed that up that's about all i guess i don't know Uh, But you can follow us at those places. Hope you have a great rest of your week. We'll catch you next time talking about the U.S. Open Cup and some of that weekend MLS action. And until then, we'll see you later. I need a closing. I need to find a closing. Yeah. Tomorrow, throwing his body in. It's going to fall for Ibrahimovic. Oh, come on! Come on! Thank you for listening to... Stoppage Time Soccer Show. We hope that you continue to listen to our show as we recap the U.S. Men's National Team, Americans Abroad, MLS, USL. This is Stateside Soccer Show presented by Stoppage Time Soccer Show. Have a good one.